0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Jerry One Podcast. Yes, I'm hoping to do this podcast weekly now since football season has begun in a way. It starts on Thursday this week, but drafts are in the books, so we're going to talk about that today. But first, I'm Nick Felice, two-time Jerry One champion, hoping to be a three-time Jerry One champion open baseball and a four-time Jerry One champion by year's end. So, actually, I don't know if it's year's end ending. Or, I think it goes into January now. We'll see, I guess. But uh, this is episode 32 of the Jerry One Podcast. Today, while we're recording this, is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. We are now into September. That means it's football season. You're watching this on Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. It's going to be a good show because we're finally back to fantasy football. We're going to be talking fantasy football, so expand your game there. But we're also going to recap what's going on in the semifinals, the two-week semifinals of Jerry One Fantasy Baseball. So it's a big pack show, but it's going to be mostly a football show because today's guest is on for the first time. Surprisingly, he's on for the first time, but it is an honor to have him. The 2011 inaugural Jerry One Fantasy Sports inaugural Jerry One Fantasy Football champion, Pat Russo, is on the show today. It's a pleasure to have Pat on the show. It's good to have him on finally, and we're going to get his thoughts on his draft. He took Saquon Barkley with the fifth overall picks. So we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to get his thoughts if he can, because he hasn't won a championship since that 2011 season. 10 years now, a decade in, we're going to get his thoughts on what he remembers from that championship and if 2021 is finally his year once again. So Pat Roos is on the show for the first time. It's going to be a great conversation with Pat, so stick around for that. This is episode 32 of the One Podcast, and it's just getting going. Here we go. That's going to come on in a second, but first, let's talk about this jerry one fantasy football draft the 11th ever draft in the 11th season bring up the the results of the draft or uh, actually you're looking at the standings first but uh the results will pop up in a second you'll keep saying them but <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this draft it was last thursday september 2nd 2021 uh, i don't know why it's the twenty twenty one. obviously it was last it was this year uh, it was last week uh but I didn't really get to assess the draft as much because in my personal draft, here's what I had to deal with last Thursday. I went to a had to cover a soccer game for the Finger Lakes times uh, in Penn Yan. It was a, not a great game. Mid Lakes red jacket, boys soccer at Penn Yan boys soccer, five, nothing Penn Yan win. But uh, that didn't get over to almost about nine o'clock. So I'm in my car in Penn Yan. I have my laptop with me, but it's about to die. So it's, I'm doing it first, I think, I think I did the first two picks because I had, I had the, the, I had the, what pick did I have? I had been, I had the third pick. That's what I had. <laughs> I took my boy Derek Henry with a third pick and um, I think I did the first couple picks from my car and then I did the rest, or not the rest of the draft, probably almost the whole draft on my way home on my phone. So, I didn't really get to – I've been looking over a little bit. I didn't really get to look at everyone's draft yet. I've looked at teams. I haven't seen where they went in the drafts is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, I did my draft, got back, did the last couple of rounds at home. So that, that was my draft experience last Thursday. Let's talk about this draft in the south. I did get to see the first round on my laptop at Penn First overall pick. If he needs any more help, Matt, my brother, got the first overall pick and took Christian McCaffrey – I personally would took Delvin Cook. That's just my opinion. I think Delvin Cook, nothing against Christian McCaffrey. I just think Delvin Cook is a more complete fantasy player than Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey is, you know, 3-4. Injury could be an effect. Same with Delvin Cook. Same with Saquon Barkley or Pat Took. We'll talk about, about that as well. But, you know, not a bad pick. You can't go wrong with Christian McCaffrey. You can't go wrong with it. It just... The curse, though. We got to think about the curse in Jerry One fantasy football. We've been doing these online drafts since 2014 and even 2013. What I remember is Russell Wilson went back, went first overall as a keeper. Andrew took him. He didn't win that year. Since then, nobody's won it. Nobody's won a championship with the first overall pick. The only one that comes up top of my head that came close was Justin Hillwood in 2016. And uh, he took, he took, Antonio Brown with the first overall pick, while Jeremy, who was second, had Old Dell. He ended up beating Justin in the championship game that year. Um, and they were they were the one and two seeds that year. Justin was the one, Jeremy was the two. Jeremy won his one and only championship that year in 2016. So, the Kurtz is real with the first overall pick, Matt. You could probably bet you can you probably can't make a better bet than Matt to break that Kurtz this year, especially with Paul out of the league. You got three new guys. You, you, you thought it was me, Fletch, and Justin Hillwa as the only non champions in this league. We just added three more new guys. So half the league has not won a title yet. And that's Justin Kiefer, who's the late entry because of Paul. And voted in by expansion was Kurt Ireland and Sam Shields, were voted in by expansion. Justin Kiefer, I will say, was third in voting. He was third, had, had multiple votes but didn't get his chance until Paul left the door, which is still sad to see. Paul is a legend forever in this league, and maybe we'll even call the championship trophy after him because he has the most titles currently. But he might be back. Second division, I said at the end of last podcast, um, might be be in the works. But let's talk about this first round. still going to do it. McCaffrey went one to Matt. Defending champion, like he needs any more help. Jaron got the second overall pick. Cook, Cook, obviously, I think he... You take McCaffrey, you take Cook. The opposite probably goes second. Third overall pick, I took Derek Henry. got me to the championship game. Yes, I know he's not the best PPR guy. Neither was Nick Chubb, who we saw go to the ninth pick with Justin Hillwa. But you know, I he just he puts up unbelievable numbers. I had go with him again. Let's let's run it back, to Derek. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Fourth overall, Kurt Ireland. His first ever pick was Alvin Kamara. Obviously, you remember Kamara. And then the whole Tays and Hill drama, Tays and Hill drama from last year. And then Kamara, you know, in the playoffs, but Flex did not make it, but had Kamara. Um, he had that, like, 6-7 touchdown game, whatever he had in the playoffs. If he could do that for Kurt for a playoff game, I think Kurt's going to have his first playoff point in Jerry 1 Fantasy Sports. So, then we go to the fifth pick. Our guest today, Pat Russo took Saquon Barkley. He's running it back with Saquon once again. Uh, you know, it's been a wild run with Saquon for Pat. It has not been his most successful years. Um having Saquon. Uh you know, last year was definitely disappointing with Saquon for Pat. And um that was definitely disappointing for Pat. I mean, just I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Pat had Saquon Barkley the last three years, if I'm getting this correctly. Um, so Pat takes Saquon risky pick at five. If you ask me, um, I would say, you know, he had Saquon last year. We knew that he knew that he had Saquon. He was out pretty much the whole entire season. Um, and then 2019, 2019 emo chickens. Now this is, yeah, 2019. He's been emo chickens for three straight years. How about that? I think you should go back to who's your daddy. He had Barkley that year. Barkley was pretty good in 2019, I gotta say. Um, yep, that team, just it's just not been very successful teams for Pat, I'll say. In um, 2018, Pat um, had him in 2018. I don't think it's four straight years. I don't think it's Elfron, Elshon Jeffrey-esque. It is not Elf- Elshon Jeffrey-esque, but um, you know, the last three years, Pat's had him, but You know, you gotta, you gotta think, Pat. You know, you gotta think, Pat. You know, it's probably been his two worst seasons he's ever had, other than that one and eleven infamous team in 2013, the closest team to a winless team in very one fantasy football history. But you know, 14 week regular season now, so I don't think we're gonna see a winless team. Also makes it really hard to, you know, Mm -hmm. undefeated team. So, um, yeah, we'll see if Pat could do what he's with Saquon once again. Uh, obviously, he doesn't want to remember the 2019 or 2020 seasons, um, but maybe 2021 is different. This is a new decade now for Pat. He won the first year of the first decade. Let's see if he wins the first year of the second decade. It's crazy we're in another decade already of Jerry fifth football, but that's the case. We're moving on to the sixth pick. The sixth overall pick was – just to try to remember this off the top of my head – the six overall pick was oh man, the guy is watching this and knows they had the six overall pick is probably screaming at their phone right now. The six overall pick. Um and this is this is tough to remember this type of stuff off the top of my head. I should really write this stuff down, but I know ninth was Chubb. Oh, that no eighth was, was Jonathan Taylor. Six overall pick was Fletch. I'm so sorry, Fletch, for getting your pick. And he took Devontae Adams. First receiver off the board, not surprised. He's the best in the game. Um, That's a great pick. I like what Fletch did with his draft this year. I, I, I think he's, um, I think he's loaded receiver. I believe he's the one that has Jefferson. Um. He is the one with Justin Jefferson, so he's loaded at receiver. I like his young running backs. I love Josh Jacobs. I think he was slept on in the, in the rankings this year. So that's a great RB2 for Fletch, Josh Jacobs. So I like what Fletch his Draft. Big year for Fletch. Talking last year, last, last week about it, big year for Fletch. Seventh overall pick, Justin Kiefer's first, first career pick in this league. I was just looking at it. <laughs> I was just looking at it, and he took Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if he was excited to see a first receiver go so he can get a good running back like that to Elliott. But, you know, Adams is a great player. You can't, you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that at all. It's an interesting pick. You know, it's not Kamara, but it's, it's, he also didn't have a, a, a four pick like Kirk did. So it'll be interesting to see Elliott and Kam- Kamara go at it week one. And that Austin K versus Kurt matchup, a lot of Paul Russo references in that game Paul's Granny Panties versus Paul Russo Revenge Tour. So, that should be an exciting week one matchup. Uh, and then the eighth pick, no surprise, Jeremy went Jonathan Taylor. He's a Colts guy, he's a Colts guy, and he's a Lions guy. And so let's face it, the Lions they they, they fucking suck. So, he went with Jonathan Taylor, smart, smart, smart play. Jonathan Taylor, very great. Had a very great rookie season last season. So, Jonathan Taylor, not a bad pick. Um, number nine pick was – I was I, I am messing it up. It was the ninth pick. I'm thinking it's still a 10-man lead. I'm still thinking it's a 10-man lead. Dustin did not take Chubb with the ninth pick. He took him with the 11th pick. And, uh, I'm still thinking 10-man. I knew it was the second-to-last pick in the for Trump. The ninth pick was Andrew. Who took Travis Kelsey, first tight end off the board? No surprise. I mean, when you look at the tight ends, when you look at the tight ends, you obviously, I think there's only three legit tight ends. You got Travis Kelsey, you got Darren Waller, and you got George Kittle. I think if you don't get those three, save them for the end. You'll get any of them, when it's a crapshoot. You know, it's uh, any of the other tight ends will be fine. Personally, my favorite outside of the tight ends the top three is Robert Cunningham, just because the way Rodgers throws him the ball. But that's my sleeper tight end, if you still haven't trapped yet, but um, I was happy to get Darren Waller, so pretty pretty pumped about that. Tenth overall pick, Sam Shields' is first pick in this uh this Jerry 1 Fantasy Football League, and he goes with man, I'm terrible. I just keep looking at it, I keep forgetting. Aaron Jones, Green Bay running back. I've had Aaron Jones, had him a couple years ago. Great player, did a lot for my team. Um, I love him. I love the pick. Uh Green Bay's been using them a lot more ever since I think a couple years ago when I had him. They were, you know, questioning why doesn't Green Bay run the ball more at the two-yard line, the one-yard line. So love Aaron Jones, love that pick. Uh, 11th pick, not the ninth pick. Uh, Nick Job to Justin, Justin Hillwa. Uh it's a great pick I a lot. I had them last year. It's nice to see both my running backs going the first round. So that means I had a good team. I definitely had a good team. I was second scoring regular season, despite the six and six record. And I went to the finals, blew a one-week Aaron, but we had a good team. So it's great to see my players get drafted in the first round the following season. So that's great to see. Wish the best of luck to Nick and Justin and that team. Good name, Nick, too. Uh, and then the last. The snake picks of the first round. just decides to go with the rookie, Najee Harris, running back out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> running back playing for Pittsburgh out of Alabama. But uh this is the second year in a row, we've seen a rookie running back going the first round. We saw last year, eighth overall. Clyde edwards Tilaire went to Paul. Got injured a little bit, so it wasn't the greatest first-round pick for Paul's team. Maybe he had to deal with the... His 0-5 start a little bit. You know, he's unlucky. A lot in that 0-5 start. We got him to the playoffs. Uh, so, interesting. Two years in a row, we've seen a rookie running back going in the first round. And um, Josh takes Najee Harris. I think it's a risk to take a rookie running back. In the, I'll be honest. I think it's a risk to take it. We know how big of a year it is for Josh. Hasn't made the playoffs since that 2017 championship season's first year. So, it's an interesting pick when it's. You know it's a big year for Josh, and to go with a to go with a rookie running back in the first round, awfully risky. We'll see if it works out for Josh. Luckily, he had the snake, so he did get Tyree Kale with the 13th pick to start the second round. So at least he's got a really you know guy who's been there and done that, and Tyree Kale to go with his rookie running back. So, and you know, this is, the running backs aren't as deep. They're they're top heavy running backs, but they aren't as deep as receivers. So. If it don't work out for your running back, you're gonna to have to probably trade one of your receiver to make a trade to, to, to help a running back hole. Say it doesn't work out for Magic Harrison. and Josh, now he's getting running back hole. Something you don't want to have going forward into the season. So that's it for the first rounds. Uh, you know the first and the first snake. Uh, so Justin did not take Nick Chubb with the ninth pick. He took with the eleventh pick. So if you're thinking about taking him as a ninth pick in your league, think about waiting a little bit, like Justin did. But uh, it's not a bad pick for Justin. Obviously, it's a big year for Justin. It's a big year for everyone. I think everyone's got a storyline going forward. Obviously, we're going to talk to Pat in just a few moments here. Uh, obviously, he wants to win a championship. He wants to be on top of this league. He knows Paul's gone. He knows Matt's on top. He knows Jaren's on top. He knows Andrew's on top. What happened to Pat? Pat used to be on the, the – because the talk of this league has always been who's the top three owner. Pat still believes it's him he tells me I if I win a title, I'll get in there as well. So that's it for the draft. Um, we're gonna talk more football, talk more draft. Pat, right now. So buckle up. Here is that conversation with Pat Russo making his debut on the podcast. Here you go. Today's guest. It is a I'll say it is a true honor to have today's guest on the podcast. Yes. Jerry One Fantasy Football and Jerry One Fantasy Sports in itself has been going on since 2011, uh, now a decade ago. And today's guest is the 2011 inaugural Jerry One Fantasy Football Champion, who's been the five playoffs in his time in this last decade, 2011 of course, 2012, 2015, 2017, and 2018 playoff team on the football side of things. Pat Russo. Pat, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing today? Not bad. I appreciate you uh, making finally making this debut on the podcast. Megan, I appreciate the invite. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. We just right. had our draft. Fantasy mm-hmm. football. 11th annual draft. You're, you and me are one of the original six owners. Uh, mm-hmm. You had the fifth overall pick. I had the third overall pick. I took Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. At- Matt took McCaffrey at one. Jaron yep. took Jaren took Delvin Cook. As I guess, I guess well, it's not like Matt and Jaron needed mm-hmm. any more help, but they got the first two picks. Right, and, right. And then Kurt makes his first career pick with Kamara at four. And then you mm-hmm. take Saquon Barkley with the fifth pick. And mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs, second round. Uh, yep. Terry McLaurin, third round. And Josh Allen, fourth round. Pat, just give me your overall thoughts on your draft. Um, every single year,
1: everyone says the same thing. I love my draft. This is a year that I feel like I can finally say I was extremely confident in it. Um, I was happy that Saquon was able to fall to me at five. I do like having Saquon. I've had him in the previous two years. Granted, injuries have killed him. This is the season where I feel like as long as he can stay healthy and piece it together, it's a season. He's going to put up McCaffrey level numbers, pending health, obviously, Bringing in the receiving champ from last year with his quarterback and Josh Allen. That Bills offense is way too high powered. Got to keep my feelings and my fandom for the Dolphins out of it. Got to pick with our heads, being fantasy, we want to win. Had to do it to go for that league title. And then Terry McLaurin sitting there third round. Got to couple them with digs in a PPR league. Got to get your two stacked receivers.
0: Yes, as a guy, I had digged last year. He got me to the finals last year, so he was great. But I, I do like that you go with Barkley again. Even though we don't want to talk too much about these last two seasons in this league, mm-hmm. they have not been your your best seasons in this league. But man, uh, I uh, yeah. And so Barkley redemption. I always like to see someone redeem himself with Bark with a player, and you do doing with Barkley, and uh, it's almost getting you know another couple more years. That's almost Elshon Jeffrey. <laughs> you take him, Barkley. It, it, it would be. That'd be you with Alshon, man. That's the perfect comparison. Okay, so our league is randomized one hour before the draft. the Draft order. <laughs> Did you think you were going to take Barkley coming in when you saw you had the fifth pick? Honestly, no. I I
1: saw that you had the third pick. I know you love your Kamara and Derek Henry. I know you like them both. So I knew you were going to go one of those two. I didn't think you'd take Saquon. I had a feeling for some reason that Kurt would go with Saquon. I don't know why, but he went with Kamara, who was left, which I, I'll i be honest, I would have went Kamara over Barkley as well. So definitely made the right move there, and then I'll still take Saquon. But looking at the draft fifth, I didn't think I was going to get Saquon. So I'm happy I got him, and I'm not going to be mad with the fact that he's going to be my star running back.
0: Yep, and uh, one one, because we've always had these, you know, these – He's saying throughout our whole 10 years of saying, you're saying last year, You obviously you've only said it to the Falls guys, because we're close by. uh, Y'all passed up on Zeke. (laughs) You left me Zeke. Yes, Zeke was there. He went Mm -hmm. seventh to Justin Kiefer with his first career pick. Any Mm -hmm. thoughts
1: of taking Zeke at five? No. It never – when Saquon was there, it kind of was a no-brainer for me especially needing a running back who can, who's also very effective in the passing game. That was one where not reaching for a receiver, not even going to consider Kelsey. You need, If you want Kelsey in the first round, he needs to have the same year he had last year for it to even be considered a good pick. So for me, Saquon, it would have been between Saquon, Kamara, Henry, whichever one is there is who I was going to go with. Wasn't expecting to be Saquon, but I was not reaching for Zeke at five.
0: Now, you've had good running backs. I mean, I, I don't know if running backs been your problem, but you had good running backs last year. You had mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor and Miles Gaston. Traded mm-hmm. them to Jaron for, what was it, Leonard Fournette and Keen Allen.
1: Yep. I needed and, a receiver.
0: Yes, you needed a receiver. And Jaron went on to win the championship. Uh, mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts on that trade right now? Um, I
1: mean, at the point in time, I would do it all over again. I still need that receiver help, Keenan Allen. At that time, I think I was still sitting like three and five, so it's not like it really made that much of a difference. Um, I didn't think Miles Gaskin was going to do what he did. Um, I knew that that Dolphins offense was going to rely heavily on their receivers and Mike Gesicki at tight end. I didn't think Gaskin was to make the impact he did. So, big shout-out to Jaron for winning, though. He stepped up. He finally got over that hump of sitting in second or third place. So, kudos to him. Um, I would I would do that trade all over again in the same situations.
0: Yeah, you had to get a receiver. I don't blame you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of your draft from Thursday, last Thursday, let's talk about it. Old Bell, mm-hmm. 68 mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, – you pleased to get him there?
1: I was. I'm thinking he's going to have a huge year. I know he's coming off of a torn ACL. Those tend to get a little sketchy. He's primed for a big year, though. Last year, six weeks, three touchdowns had, I think it was was close to 50 yards. I mean, he's primed to have a huge year. Baker's starting to settle in with that offense. He's starting to run it a lot more, and he's starting to be more effective. So I think he's really going to bring out Odell.
0: You know, another guy, 101st overall, you were pretty pleased about getting this receiver, Marquise Callaway. Um, Yeah. He's, He's the receiver that in every
1: draft I was looking to get, I got him in another league I was in last night in the 10th round. So this was one that I really wanted him. I was talking with Matt when I was considering it. I felt like I may have reached a round or two early. But at the time, it was down to him and Devontae Parker, and I still landed Devontae Parker. So I'm not mad about it. I got the guy I wanted. Got five weeks of him to just totally ball out, and even then we don't know. There's a big question mark next to Michael Thomas. Even if he's healthy, does he come back and play? So I'm taking chances. I'm all in on Callaway.
0: Yep, and uh, you decided to go defense and kicker to end your draft. Uh, Obviously not blaming you about kicker, but defense – what, what was the strategy coming in? You know, were you thinking about taking a defense early or just waiting to the end like you just did with the Colts? Never. never. Always
1: waiting until the end for the defense and the kicker. Kicker is just – McManus was the best available, so I just yeah. – take him. Um, when it came to the Colts, that was more so – you got two games against the rookie quarterback. You got two games against – probably two games against Tyrod Taylor who he's going to put up decent numbers, but not enough to really tear down the defense for the week. Um, and then you got the Titans, which, I mean, those, those might be where we look to go to the waiver wire, maybe look to pick a defense up. But the Colts' schedule, I don't think is too difficult to where that's going to be the team that hurts me the most. Um, I was looking at maybe the Patriots, but you got Josh Allen. You got whatever the Dolphins are throwing out, we don't know. Plus, they usually have a tough schedule to begin with. So it it was one where I was looking at it and I just went with who I felt had the easier schedule at the time.
0: Yeah, I I'm looking at your team. I like it. Um mm-hmm. how many, how many, uh, how many touchdowns Allen and Diggs getting this year?
1: I'm hoping I'm hoping that we're going for at least maybe 15, 16 together. Hoping Josh Allen can eclipse that 40 passing touchdown mark. Maybe throwing eight or nine rushing touchdowns. I'd be okay with that.
0: Maybe we'll bring back a little who's your daddy, Gronk
1: Brady esque, you know, get that connection. Hey, you gotta have a connection somewhere on your team. So let's go quarterback receiver with it.
0: Now, the draft overall, this is our first year we've moved to a 12-man league. I don't know if you played in other 12-man leagues, but uh, how was it adjusting to a, you know, you know, a guy that was maybe available in the second round, went late first round, you know, or you know, how was that adjusting to a 12-man draft? It was definitely different
1: because I had to do, so I've never been a part of a 12-man league. It's either been like 10 or 16. So this was a new one where I had to do a couple mock drafts just to see where people thinking he this guy's falling to. Where are you taking, you know, Austin Eckler? Is he late first? Is he early second? So it was definitely interesting to see where those late 1st round running backs were falling and where even guys like Najee Harris were going to fall, where he's a rookie running back, but he's going to be the Steelers' workhorse. So do you take first? Do you wait for him in the middle of the second? So it was it definitely was a nice little added twist that we had.
0: Yeah, second year in a row, a rookie running back's been taken the first round of our league. We saw Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year to Paul. Mm -hmm. Even Mm -hmm. though Josh did have the snake, but he did take Najee Harris with that 12th pick in this first Mm -hmm. round. Mm -hmm. I I said on this podcast earlier, I'm not a huge fan of drafting a rookie running back because um, that with your first pick because running backs are top heavy, but they're not as deep as receivers. Exactly. And if you, if it doesn't work out, then all of a sudden you guys start scrambling. You got to make a trade, trade your top receiver. And then just to try to fill that running back hole. So I don't know what are your thoughts are rookie running back.
1: No, I, I definitely agree with that viewpoint. I mean, Because you can just see, even from my team alone, where my top pick is Saquon, but my number two running back is Chase Edmonds. And there's nothing wrong with Chase Edmonds, but it's one of those where, you know, after that mid-second round, we just saw a stretch of wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks go. The next running back didn't go until sixth or seventh round. So it's one of those, I fully understand you want to get that workhorse, but he's a rookie. He still has to adjust. And I understand he's, he's an Alabama running back. You're playing those SEC defenses. They're the most beefed up defenses, but it's still one of those. He's got to get acclimated to the fact that when you come off the edge, you're going to have guys like Darius Leonard sit in waiting to lay you down. And that's not what he's accustomed to. So it's definitely, it's a risk. It's high risk, high reward. Yes. If, if, it, if it pans out, and Josh makes that run into the championship and wins it, then you can sit back and say, all right, that, that was a good first-round pick. But if Najee Harris is the reason his team starts to stall and sputter, maybe you got to rethink, do I take that stud rookie coming up next year early? Do I sit and wait?
0: Yeah. Six playoff teams this year, 14-week mm-hmm. regular season this year, so some changes. What is the record got to be for this Pat Russo team? the first time since 2018.
1: 14 weeks this is gonna be a new because it, it always used to be you know your eight wins would would about seal you in at least going into the final week you have that chance yeah. this is what got six teams seven and seven could sneak you in it really could I still think you're gonna need that nine eight or nine probably nine wins to be comfortable hit that nine and five record to really feel like you're safe. But this is a year that seven and seven could really get it done. I mean, I, I know we saw the past couple of years, last team sneaking in at six and six, we have a five and six team at the last week of the regular season that holds a playoff spot. So this, this is a seven and seven, eight and six year you could sneak in. And if your team is rolling at the right time, you could find a way to make a move.
0: And keep in mind, it's the first year we've had buys. So, top two seeds get buys. So, everyone's going to be playing for something. It seems like that final week in the season. Exactly. Uh, Let's talk about this schedule. Uh, Mm -hmm. Week one, you play Justin Hill. I know there's two Justins in this league now, but you won five straight games against Justin, one of the longer active winning streaks in this league. And Mm -hmm. you haven't lost to him since week 12 of 2017. You're eleven and nine overall. He did beat you in the playoffs back in two thousand twelve. But right, uh, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts going into this week one game against Justin? Um,
1: we're throwing out all we got. I mean, it's it's one of those that everyone loves seeing an original six matchup. It's me versus Justin. Everyone loves that original six atmosphere that that the game brings. And it's the only so, one
0: in week one too.
1: It is. So I mean. Come on now, primetime game. So, obviously, we hope to keep the win streak going. His running backs do concern me a little bit. He's got Nick Chubb, who finds the end zone frequently. Um, That matchup of Chubb versus Barkley, though, I think he's going to be pretty even. I do like the way that his running backs are made out, though. So, I think he might have that slight advantage on me. But overall, obviously, I'm not going to say I'm going to lose. No one ever thinks they're going to lose. I think we're going to win. Keep that winch going and get off to a hot start here in 2021.
0: Yep. Uh I don't know if you've seen your whole your whole early party schedule, but it's kind of brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Justin week one, who you you've owned lately. But well, let's go Matt week two. Yeah. You've lost yeah. four straight, haven't beat him since twenty seventeen. Andrew, Definitely. you've lost five straight, haven't beat him since twenty seventeen. Josh, yeah. you have beaten two straight. And Jaron, yeah. you've lost three straight, haven't beat him since twenty eighteen. Keep in mind. Matt, Andrew, Josh, and Jaron, those mm-hmm. are the last four champions in this league. So, that yeah. is a brutal start to the season. It is. Um, that's that's one that if we
1: can come out on the other side three and two, I'm feeling pretty good. So, like, like I said, I know Josh has Najee Harris. I, his team doesn't really concern me a whole lot. Um, Andrew... I've said it before, when he pays attention, he's really good. The only times he's really at bad teams is when he just forgets to look and set his lineup, and then it's just too late to catch back up. And then Matt, Matt and Jaren are Matt and Jaren. I mean, every year they're, they're going to have a team. They make moves. They know what they're doing. They're very well-versed on the waiver wire. So if we can come out of the first five weeks at three and two, I think I'm gonna be setting myself up in a pretty good spot, but again, never know what's gonna shake out and happen. happens. Every it, day. Is,
0: it is tough that you have to play Matt and Andrew twice this season. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. are the final two weeks of the regular season. So
1: Yeah, and that's what that that's what's gonna scare me. I I guess my only little bit of saving grace is the fact that it's late in the season. Maybe my guys are gonna be rolling at that point, but he's got McCaffrey and Mahomes, man. Though they're tough to beat. Yeah. Who's the biggest threat in this league? That's a – I'm saying Matt. I'm saying Matt just because, obviously, he's been in the league longer than Jaron. Matt, I would say, is the biggest threat. I know Paul's no longer part of it, so that means currently Matt's the owner with the most championships. But Matt always finds a way to get it done. He always finds a way, and so does Jaron. It's just Matt's, like I said, been in the league longer. So Matt understands how all of us make our moves more than Jaron. So Matt doesn't just make moves to better his team. He tries to find a way to make moves that are going to hurt every other team. So in that regard, I think Matt is the most deadly owner, which is why once you get Matt down, you have to keep him down. You can't let him find a way to sneak back in because he finds those guys that just score, score, score. So it's tough to keep him down.
0: Not a bad answer. Second year though, of PPR. Mm -hmm. What were your Mm -hmm. thoughts on PPR's first season last year? I think it was good. I mean, I like doing PPR
1: leagues. Um, I think it just makes for a little more excitement and it definitely adds more value to certain guys. So, Like, I think Jarvis Landry is a perfect example of it. I used to have Jarvis in our first few years, when we never did PPR. There's a game he had 13 catches for 80 yards, but I only get eight points out of it. Yeah. Now he goes to Cleveland, has 10 catches for 90 yards. Well, you got the nine for the 90, but now you get 10 points for the 10 catches. So I think that that aspect of it definitely had to be added to it just to make the league kind of come together as a whole.
0: Yeah, I I think it's awesome. We're not seeing any more thirty-point weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Those those are some. Never like to see that. No, thirty-point weeks. You're
1: literally relying on just yards and touchdowns. So if you guys don't score, you are not scoring. Period.
0: Um. Now let's turn on the time machine. <laughs> let's let's dial it back to two thousand eleven. You were only. <laughs> we were only sophomores in high school juniors in high school that fall Junior. Junior oh yeah that fall yep you're right 2011 everyone remembers the jerry years when yep, Paul all yep. took raven's defense first overall and we had two quarterbacks and it was high scoring that's why we had to go to the one yeah but uh you beat matt in the inaugural 2011 jerry won fantasy football finals 229 to 200 2 week format yep. you were yep. the four seed that was the three seed it was not it was an Cinderella was Cinderella a team of Tom Brady, Gronk, Garrett Blunt, Wes Welker, Mike Wallace, Willis San Santonio Holmes. Pat, what do you remember of that 2011 Hoosier Daddy team? I think you're forgetting my main man, Frank Gore. Yeah. <laughs> what, I,
1: what I do remember is that was still the high-flying Mike Wallace years when he was the deep threat that everybody feared. Santonio Holmes was just... He was a menace in the end zone. I mean, it, there's that brady Grant connection. I mean, they've got the most, most touchdowns between a quarterback to a tight end in NFL history and postseason history. It's, it's a historic combination that I sat there. I had the opportunity to snag it, and I just had to jump on it. Yes. So that, that connection is really what propelled my offense into the finals and what won it for me.
0: And this whole time, it's just it's just funny. This whole time you've had a championship. This whole this whole time since we've been expanding leagues and stuff and expanding owners, you've just had that championship the whole time. Yep. Yep. Even, people forget. Keep in mind 2015. Hopefully it's not the last time we ever see the Russell's play each other in fantasy sport, The Jerry one side, I think. But the 2015 Russo Bowl for Paul beats you, I mm-hmm. had two titles at that time. You had one, obviously. You were going to tie him in titles, like you were that close to tying him in titles. So I'm, mm-hmm. so I mean, obviously, you haven't been to the finals since then. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe 2021 is that year.
1: I think it could be the year. This is this is the most confident I've been in a team going into a season. I would probably say since that 2015 season. I'm I'm confident, guys. I think I think I got the team to get it done. We just got to make a few moves. Yeah. All,
0: all right, Pat. Everybody that comes on my podcast, plays my game. How well do you know your Jerry One fantasy sports teams? Obviously, you had the one baseball season. There's no question about baseball in here. It's all football. Good. And uh, the top score is 150 points by my cousin Kyle. That's the best you can do.
1: Practical okay. Times,
0: 95 points. And, mm-hmm. la- and to not finish in last is 55 points. And to how to play the game, I should have started with, is there's five questions from easier to harder. Okay. 10 points, 20 points, 30 points, 40 points, 50 points. The most you can win is 150 points. Okay. Uh, ask you the question, you just tell me the answer, and either you're wrong or not. So, uh, All right. Pat, are you ra- Pat, are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Remember, these first couple are a little easy, so do not overthink these. For All 10 right. points. Who does Pat play in week one of this upcoming 2021 football season? Man, Justin Hill. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> yes, it is Justin Hill. Uh, and we'll play him in week one. Um, as I said, five straight wins against Justin. That is pretty impressive to do. So, keep it going. here we go. Here we go. Moving on for 20 mm-hmm. points. What year did Pat win his first career fantasy football title?
1: I'll never forget a 2011.
0: Yeah, that is correct. Yes, it is <laughs> 2011. Pat gets it right. He's up to 30 points. And now the game has begun. All right.
1: All right. Let's see. What Here we got.
0: go. Let's see if you can get these for 30 points. What was Pat's regular season record? During the 2013 football season,
1: I got a feeling that was my very very bad down year. So I'm gonna go one and eleven.
0: Yeah, yes, that is correct. It is the infamous one and eleven season.
1: Yep. Andrew was two and twelve, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> two nine and one. He was. <laughs> oh, but uh, yes, the infamous one <laughs> eleven season. Mm-hmm. The 14-week regular season. I'd hope we never see a winless team. It's also making it hard to we'll ever see an undefeated team. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday someone just goes off or just absolutely shits the bed. But, yeah, you know. but Pat, you're up mm-hmm. to 60 points. You got the perfect right. score. Let's see if you get All these right. last two. All right, let's go for 40 points. What is Pat's career fantasy football playoff record? Now, this just includes semifinals, finals, and then third-place games from 2017 we went to the 10-man. So, any of those Constellation games that I do not keep track of, they don't count. Third-place games since 2017, they do count. What is your career playoff record in football?
1: Oh, man. I got to think about this.
0: Yeah, take your time. Think about it. Ooh. Three I lost in a title.
1: I'm gonna go three and five. Three and five is my final answer.
0: Oh, it is so close. <laughs> so close, but it is four and five. <laughs> Dang it four and five you got the losses right but you have four <laughs> postseason wins you uh you beat me in the semis of 2011 <laughs> you beat Matt in the finals of 2011 you right. beat you beat uh Matt in the 2015 semifinals and you beat clutch <laughs> in the 2017
1: third place game I always forget I won the third place game I thought I lost it
0: you did lose I- the one to Andrew the next year you lost the one third place game. <laughs> I
1: always forget that I won that third place game.
0: Three and four, three and four in the playoffs. One and one in the third place game. Mm-hmm. Four and five. You still got sixty points. All right. All right, you could still finish in the top three if you get this one right. So pressure's right. on. Here we go for fifty points. What regular season and playoffs? Remember this on this question: regular season and playoffs. What is your career football record versus Paul? I know that's tough. Have oh, to... oh, God. Here's, I'll, I'll let you do, I'll let you say an answer and, hey. I'll, and I'll give you a hint at half credit. Okay. But come up with an answer. So
1: I feel like me and, no, me and Paul have never tied. I'm just going to shoot high on this one and go like, I feel like I'm 500 against them for some reason. I'm going to shoot
0: high and go uh, 12, and, I'm a 12 and 13. 12 and 13 is not correct, mm-hmm. uh, but here's your chance at half credit. Okay. You've played them 20 times in the regular season. you played them once in the playoffs. Obviously, we know the finals. Right. So that, so, that is that is 21 games. you got 21 games. What is your record in 21 games?
1: I'll go – oh, my God. I'm going to go 10 and 11. Oh,
0: that is so close. It is Am 9 and off? 12. 9 I and wanted. 12. I knew I was one off. 9 and 11 in the regular season, 0 and 1 in the playoffs. Pat, you don't finish the last for this game, but you do finish <laughs> with 60 points. Uh, congrats on playing, but uh, you're so close. These. Mm-hmm. you were so close to that perfect score just remember that i was two games off oh well but uh before i get you out of here pat mm-hmm. justin this week starts on thursday i don't know if you guys got any players in that game I'm not sure. i don't believe either one of us do actually but uh 11th year mm-hmm. i probably already know but what are the expectations for this season
1: Every year's championship or bust. So we're going for the crown, going for the gold. We want to have that trophy back here with us for the season. We want to be able to hold that all off season and be the first one that can hold on to an actual trophy in this league.
0: Yes. And uh, we do have a trophy feed now, so we will be getting a trophy here soon. So we will, that will be huge for the league and uh, hats. I wish you the best of luck in week one against Justin. And obviously this season, uh, mm-hmm. not not as much luck against me whenever we play. I forget when we play. but uh,
1: Something like that. So, yeah. I'll see you next season.
0: Well, Pat, I appreciate you coming on. It was a pleasure to have you on. And I wish you the best of luck in football. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I want to thank Pat for coming on. It was great to talk. and great to catch up with him. And uh, even though I see him, you know, More often than any other person that comes on this podcast, it's still nice to talk fantasy football or any type of fantasy sport with anybody who comes on. So I appreciate Pat for coming on. Thank you. It was a a true honor to have you. But before we get you out of here, let's talk a little bit about fantasy baseball. It is now day, as we're recording this on Tuesday, September 7th, is now day nine of the 14 days of this semifinal two-week matchup. Larry, I got to say, 4C Larry, has, he did not win week one. Fletch beat Matt by one point in week one. So that's basically tied Going this week into the second week. Larry was down, you know, down a little bit, like 40 points or something like that. And he is creeping his way back into this matchup against me. So I got to figure out how to close the door here. On Tuesday morning here, it is 305 to 291. I am winning. Kind of low scoring games, I got to say, in the semifinals a little bit. Usually you would think you would have about 300 points, especially for the four best teams that have 300 points by the end of week one. Now we're just creeping on to 300 by Tuesday of the second week. But Larry's creeping in. Big day for me yesterday. He got the win. Big day for Fletch yesterday. He needed to come out and get a win because he was so close against Matt in week one, he had to sneak it out just to even win week one. Um, so Fletch came out with a big day yesterday. Um, it's Labor Day. Uh, Larry won sixty-six forty-six yesterday, Well, Fletch won a big day, 49-3. to So Fletch has opened up that gap a little bit. He's up 311-264 now, and all of a sudden, his matchup's kind of gotten bigger, bigger lead, while mine has gotten close. So these have been two exciting semifinal games, I got to say. But let's just keep in mind, if you look over to the, the right a little bit, it'll pop up. If it hasn't popped up already, uh, your boy. Uh, has the top three fantasy scores as we speak on this Tuesday morning. Shohei Otani, definitely going to be the number one player. Uh, and then Walker Buehler and Max Scherzer, the two Dodger starters I got now on my team. So they have been all that I could ask for to get me to this point of the season. So happy for those guys. Um, and we got, we got to fend off Larry this week and, um, you know, start preparing for our second finals. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Larry's a great owner. He's done a great job this season. We got a job to do this week and we gotta finish them off. And we don't want to be playing a third place game again. So you know we want it. We want to go for the big money this year. Big beer money, as we as these leagues would say for right now. Fantasy football, though, that is huge money. Hopefully we can get everybody in the league someday. But I I've said it all year long. I think it's me and Fletch destined to go to the finals. We will see as we head towards the second weekend of the semifinals. We'll see what the lead is come Friday um, for whoever's winning. Um, so big couple days here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Big, you know, big few days here for a guy like Larry and for a guy like Matt to get into contention, maybe have the lead come the weekend. But we've seen weekend we've seen weekend leads blown by Sunday night. So should be exciting stuff. Semifinals still underway um, as we prepare come Monday now. Middle of the week one of the football season come Monday will be the fourth annual Jerry one fantasy baseball finals. Who will be playing in it? Only time will tell. This will be running into week three of the football season. So if you're prepared about football, you're ready for football. Baseball is still going on and it's at its best point of the season. So that's it for fantasy baseball. We'll talk about it next week as we prepare you for the finals in the third place game. Um, but before I get you out of here, we do have a Jerry one birthday. No belated birthdays this week. This Friday, September 10th, 2021, Justin H, not Justin K, Justin H, Justin Hill was birthday. Is this Friday, September 10th, 2021? Happy birthday, Justin. Um, the big one, 26 years old. You finally called me an age. So, Happy birthday, Justin, and big year for you in fantasy football this year. Still say fantasy basketball is going to be your first title in Derry 1 fantasy sports, but why not football and why not in 2021? Happy birthday, Justin, and I wish you the best of luck in football this season. And uh, that's it for episode 32. Uh, I want to thank Pat for coming on, making his debut on the podcast, and I wish him the best of luck in football season as well. It's here, man. Uh baseball is still going, but fantasy football is here. Set your lineup on Thursday. It's gonna be a good one. If you have players, get ready. Week one, everyone gets excited for week one of fantasy football season. Not only just you know the NFL and you know the fantasy season as well. But this is the great this is the best fantasy league. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing you're gonna change my mind that fantasy football is the best fantasy sport. But this is this is this is big time. So it starts on Thursday. I wish everyone the best of luck this season and gonna be good stuff i'm still thinking about baseball but i'm always thinking about football so thank you pat for coming on uh i've been nick Feliz. set your lineup and we'll see you on the next jerry one fantasy sports podcast goodbye